there, I'm board certified professional organizer, Kathy Burns. I'm really glad you're here. This podcast is designed for busy entrepreneurs just like you who want to take better control of your business and move forward with less stress and more success. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Organized Energized Podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at thepodcast.organizedandenergized.com. Come back often and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter at Organized Energy and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hi, everyone. This is Kathy with Organized and Energized, and I'm back and I'm totally energized and excited today because my guest is Teresa Degabois. Teresa is a globally recognized influence expert with a passion to help change agents create more impactful businesses. She has been the number one best-selling author of Mass Influence, Habits of the Highly Influential, which has been on the bestseller list for seven countries since 2015. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Teresa teaches marketing courses around the globe to business leaders and entrepreneurs about how to create massively successful word-of-mouth campaigns. Teresa has the International Evolutionary Business Council, which I'm a member of, a global community of speakers and influencers dedicated to teaching the principles of success. In the How to Become a Best-Selling Author program Teresa teaches, she has 100% track record of getting people to bestseller status. Today, we're going to talk about the EBC. We're going to talk about her writer's workshop coming up. If you feel like you want to write a book, you can do it quickly in Costa Rica with Teresa. So join me. This is going to be a fun, fun discussion. I'll see you there. So welcome, Teresa. I'm so glad that you're here. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on, Kathy. Absolutely. So let's talk about your evolution <laughs> as a business owner and as an influencer in the marketing industry. Um, tell me about your past, Teresa. How did you get to where you are right now? Well, let me tell you, beautiful linear process all planned out <laughs> anything but um and you know i think that's really the entrepreneurial journey for so many people you know it really does come from leaning you know if we do what is the next most logical step for us then life evolves you know and when we let life evolve it's amazing where the current of our own life will bring us to you know i actually originally started out working in the oil and gas industry in canada I couldn't have conceived the life I'm living now 20 years ago. Like I couldn't have dreamed it, you know, couldn't have dreamed that big. And yet when you sort of surrender to the direction your life is taking you, it's pretty amazing where life will bring you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, I like to say water over a rock, like trying to take the path that, that you tend to be leaded, led to, as opposed to trying to fight your way into where you think you're going to go. Uh, don't you think that that helps a lot more to very much, that way? you know, it's, you know, there is a higher wisdom out there that takes you where you need to go, whether you want to go or not, you know? Yeah, kicking and screaming, or are you just going to go with the flow, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go downstream. So I know that the Evolutionary Business Council, which we will affectionately call the EBC, started as a, a mastermind. Is that how it came about? You were uh, with like-minded entrepreneurs. And tell me about that story. Yeah, it's an interesting evolution in and of itself. You know, the EBC was originally a brainchild that came out of a big event that I had done in Calgary. 
I, um, I, I had invited a lot of the people I like to mastermind with a lot of the top speakers in North America. And I thought it'd be really fun after the event to just bring everyone up to the mountains for a weekend and just hang out and mastermind together, you know. And so the night after the event ended, we're all sitting in this beautiful condo in Banff and um, out of my mouth pops, someday when I'm influential enough, I'd love to start a, a community of highly influential people that are all about changing the world. And they all started laughing. And I'm sitting there like, I just told you guys my dream and you're laughing at me. And Danielle Gutierrez looks at me. Of course, he's one of the top Latino speakers in the world. And he looks at me and says, wait a minute, Teresa, you were just on stage six hours ago telling people to notice when they say someday I will and inviting them to make that today. And then Jennifer Huff turns to me and says, so when are you going to do that, Teresa? And that was actually the moment the EBC was born. And it was actually kind of an experiment because I didn't set it up as the usual advanced mastermind. I kind of asked the question of what if we treated influence like it was a currency and, and built a funnel, like a marketing funnel to pull the most influential people toward us. And it was pretty amazing how it worked initially. That's incredible. And how many years ago is that? That's 12 years ago now, and it's evolved significantly since. Yeah, and it's a fantastic organization. I really, I enjoy it myself. So tell, so you were in the oil and gas industry and then uh, were you doing marketing in that industry? Is that how that happened or, or did you go into marketing from that? I was mostly leading big change initiatives um, in the industry. So I had a lot of um, opportunity to really understand what creates change and what creates influence. I was doing a lot of like management, management system work. And um, it was kind of fascinating. I, uh, I started doing a lot of self-help work that had me really doing a lot of inquiry, you know? Mm -hmm. In fact, I can remember a specific moment where I had what, I was in the middle of what I now affectionately call my really bad year. You know, I, I had a year where in the first six months of that year, my father had passed away. The business I had started had failed. My, uh, my marriage had ended, um, my health was in a tailspin, you know, and all I can remember at that time was how deeply unhappy I was. I had all the outward trappings of success, like the six-figure income, the nice car. And I remember this one night, I'm sitting in the bathroom of my new, you know, post-marriage breakup condo, and I'm surrounded by tools because I've always been an, a renovator, and this bathroom is going to be my latest project, you know, and I'm literally bathed in my own tears because the only thought in my head was it's me that needs renovating uh, you know i remember looking back over my life and i couldn't honestly remember the last time that i was tuned in turned on happy you know but it was such a powerful moment i you know i can laugh thinking about it now because it was the turning point you know it was the point at which i got serious about doing my own work you know, and I started taking every self-help course under the sun. I got a lot more serious about my yoga and my health. And within a few years of that time, my life had radically shifted and I wouldn't have even have recognized myself. It's interesting. So it takes a lot of, sometimes it takes a massive amount of trauma before we're ready to make that shift or before it's like, boom, 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 boom. Okay. Maybe we do need to do something in inner work. <laughs> you know? yes. Maybe we yes. shouldn't just be busy and we should go inside and, you know, slow down for a minute. I know. I think we've all had that as entrepreneurs. Well, the reason that I think we become entrepreneurs, don't you think it's because you get that little calling that's like, I can do something more 
with this and yeah. uh and the universe just you know knocks us on our side or knocks us off our stool and says uh yeah maybe you should pay attention to that so it sounds yeah. like that's what happened to you and it's a it's a common phenomenon but what's uncommon about you is how how massively you've been able to impact people so where where did the book come in then after this because you have a number one bestseller in seven countries let's talk about the book a little bit yeah well it was probably five or six years maybe seven years after that time that i i first wrote mass influence i'd been working in the realm of influence for a while and i realized i really do need to write a book to help you know help the change agents of the world understand that becoming influential is not only easy, it's important, you know, because there's a lot of good people out there with a lot of negative self-talk, like a lot of inner dialogue that stops them from stepping into their own influence, you know, like they think, you know, nobody's going to listen to them anyway, or they're not important enough, or only the arrogant would want to be influential. You know, we all have a thousand things we tell ourselves the reality is the only people that don't have inner dialogue that stops them from stepping into influence in their own leadership tend to be sociopaths, <laughs> which is a whole oh, no. other conversation, right? Good yeah. people tend to stop yeah. themselves, right? So when you see a really good leader who's really about changing the world, they've had to do a lot of work to overcome all of that self-doubt that enabled them to become the leader that they are today. I agree. And what would you what would you recommend to someone as like step one? You know, I don't feel good enough. You know, they're saying, I know I have this message. I don't feel good enough. I don't think that it's going to be accepted. What would be the first step that you would advise them to do? Well, the first thing is to note that all human beings have that right. Like research now shows that we first start developing our most significant negative self-beliefs around the age of two when we're first learning languages wow. so when we're in our very first failures in our life we start telling our stuff to make sense of those failures right i'm too short i'm too tall i'm too dumb i'm too smart i i'm not good at speaking nobody's going to listen to me nobody loves me there'll be something we would have said to ourselves in those early ages and those messages that we start giving ourselves tend to become repetitive patterns that we keep living into as we get older and as we become adults so step one is to try and get a handle on what are the most common things you tell yourselves in the moments where you really feel called to step up and lead or really called to push yourself to play a bigger game what is it that dominant thought that stops you and see if you can go back and remember some of the first failures of your life when you first started telling yourself that because it probably is a repetitive pattern the same thing is probably stopping you everywhere and if you can go back and make friends with that little inner child that created that 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 two or three year old version of you that started first creating that messaging for you and give that inner child a new job to cheer you on instead of to warn you all the time you know that is uh that's the thing that's really going to start turning the tables we do a lot of inner child work in the evolutionary business council especially in some of our more advanced programs because it's a very quick route to get after some of that negative self-talk that we created on ourselves yeah that's really good advice and we all have that we all have some of it and some of this more than others so yeah. i think yeah the great piece of advice is if you do find yourself stuck you know, step back and, and see that. I think that's great advice. And once you recognize that that self pattern, um, how do you what would you say is the is the way to eliminate it? 
and move forward? Well, the big thing is, and, and I borrow this from Jennifer Huff's work with permission to give your inner child a new job, you know? So when you start making friends with your, your inner child, you know, you want to lovingly comfort that inner child and tell them that it's not their job to ring the alarm bell anymore. It's not the job to go around warning you all the time. Let your inner child be in charge of fun and play and cheering you on on the adventure, you know, and let the adult you let the higher consciousness, um, the part of you that's tuned into source and tapped into your own soul, you know, let that part of you decide whether something's risky or something needs to be avoided. Not the two year old version of you that you don't want to be driving the bus, you know? <laughs> yeah. Having them be in charge of play is a wonderful thing. I love that whole concept. <laughs> For yeah, sure. Very so, so let's talk. I, I I love the Evolutionary Business Council. Let's talk a little bit more about that uh, membership and and how it all um, how it all came about. So all your friends at the mastermind they said, "Well, start." And did they say, "Let's do it"? Were they yeah, actually, they did. That group of people became the first advisory board for the Evolutionary Business Council, which is very cool. We spent the whole weekend dreaming and envisioning what the EBC might become. And they've actually been my greatest supporters on the road ever since as well. You know, it's um, it's pretty incredible when you have a group of influential change agents at your back. It's pretty hard to fail when you've got a community like the Evolutionary Business Council around you because they're pretty amazing individuals. Yeah, all sorts of amazing people. And, uh, you know, I know I had uh, joined earlier this year and there are several what we call deep dive uh, training sessions that are coming up. And I know that there's one coming in September there that's is. about podcasting. So I know. Yes. we always do our, our deep dive retreats on the topics of influence, impact or uh, profit, um, because we believe those are the three pillars that every change agent, every entrepreneur that's about creating a more conscious, sustainable world needs. So the September one is our influence deep dive. And we're diving deep in the topic of how do you build a blockbuster show. So we're going to be focusing on podcasting, but a lot of the concepts that we'll be teaching and talking about could also apply to an online television show or, or even uh, a docuality type show that you might apply to have covered on Netflix or something like that. It's, we're really diving deep in the topics of how do you create a profitable model for your show? How do you be an awesome show host? How do you um, create an influential business model? And more importantly, um, how do you create profit from a show? We'll be talking a lot about sponsorship with the queen of sponsorship herself, Charmaine Hammond, who's got one of the most advanced conversations around sponsorship in our industry. So it's going to be a really fun three days where we really, you know, roll up our sleeves and get stuff done on your business. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And for those of you who are interested in uh, looking at the EBC or seeing if it's a good fit, uh, there is an application process and uh, we'll put links below so that you can check that out. Uh, so I'm so intrigued. Okay, so you're, you're living the life of having a retreat in Costa Rica. And uh, I I'm so happy for you for that. I love Costa Rica. I've been there four times already. Keep going back. So let's talk about your retreat just for a minute. Yeah. Now you're now you're living there full time, right? Yes. I do believe in, you know, really getting intentional about designing the life you want to live, you know. So um Pam Bain and myself came down here to found a conscious sustainable community, which we call Vista Mundo. And our first little retreat center has now opened. We've got uh 
about half the lots in the community have sold. We're working with a developer, Mark Copel, who's some, he's a retired buffalo farmer from the US, really lovely individual. Yeah. And um, we're really just having fun with it. We're, we're planting a food forest every day. We go out and plant more flowers or trees and um, just really being in alignment with the community that's loving and supporting of each other and, um, and founded on the principles of um, sustainability. So, you know, if that's something that interests you, feel free to reach out. I'd love to have a conversation. That's so funny. A buffalo, a buffalo farmer, huh? <laughs> yeah. Everyone here calls him Doc Buffalo which um, he's actually a, a retired veterinarian, but owned a buffalo farm in the States and just a really, really lovely individual. He's reserved oh, a development for our people. So. I love it. There's nothing better than putting my hands in the dirt. I just love the fact that you can go out and grow things and, you know, start things from scratch. And, you know, Costa Rica is so fertile and such an amazing place to grow anything, pretty much anything yeah. you can grow there, right? <laughs> yeah, gardening is mostly an exercise in beating back the jungle here. It's amazing <laughs> how fast stuff grows. Uh Absolutely, absolutely. So if, if you had to do it all over again, is there anything that you would swap out with your life or um, anything at all? You know, I've loved every failure and every success. You know, I think in life we need our failures. We need those moments where things aren't working. You know, and I really do believe in the expression, good is the enemy of the great, you know? If your life is all good, you never seek or strive for anything better. You never turn yourself around and say, okay, wait a second, that didn't work, what next, you know? So I actually don't think I would trade a single failure. I've had lots of them, you know, lots of them, uh, you know, big external failures that people saw, but I've also had internal failures where like, just in terms of my own commitment to my own self-work, just wasn't in alignment or, you know, I behaved in a way that I just wasn't me, you know? Right. And um, I, but I do think all of that becomes sort of the mosaic of who we are. And, and as human beings, we become perfect in all our imperfection. You know? So truthfully, I wouldn't trade a thing. I've loved every moment of it, including the worst ones. Yeah, that's a really good answer. And I totally agree that, that through challenge comes triumph. I mean, you're not, you don't stretch. You don't imagine if it's all complacency and everything's just perfect, then what is that anyhow? Like perfection is overrated. <laughs> when I was writing my first book, that was my, that was my uh, mantra. Perfection is overrated and simply not worth it. You know, mm -hmm. striving for that is just, uh, you know, crazy in the making anyhow. Uh, what is the best piece of advice that anyone's ever given you that, that you think of a lot or just keeps popping into your head? You know, I love um, I love what Jennifer Huff says. Cheryl Sandberg's now written a book with this title, but I think Cheryl Huff was the first that said it to me many, many years before um, Cheryl Sandberg was even known as an individual, which is lean in. You know, I, I think just continuing to lean in the direction of your passion mm -hmm. and, and, you know, allowing yourself, because as you lean in, you can see more, sort of like leaning around the corner, suddenly a whole new business available to you. And I think living life that way of if you're not sure where you're going next, that's okay. Just lean into whatever feels like it might be the right next direction for you. And I think that's the best advice I've ever been given. You know, since many times I've now become really good friends with Jennifer Huff, um, you know, stemmed out of originally just following some of her teachings. And um, I think that's the best piece of guidance anyone's ever given me. 
I love that. Lean in. I will also put that right here. I think that's that's good yeah. because you'll know. I think you'll get more insight. That's really good advice. Yeah. So, okay. So you're already a number one bestselling author. If you were going to write another book, or if, unless you are, maybe, what do you. <laughs> I'm always writing. Yes. I should. <laughs> What's I your should best book? We want to um, be the first to know. I think my next book is going to be about not just influence, but influence and profit and how they play together to create impact, you know, um, because you often see people who are awesome at one superpower and not the other. There are people who are highly profitable and then they use their profit to generate influence. They use their monetary proof to generate a certain amount of social proof but they're not really the geniuses that influence that they could be. And then you see people who are highly influential. They understand the concept of social proof like nothing else and they use their influence um, and they, they tend to generate a little bit of profit from their influence. But there's not that many people you see that have the two superpowers combined, you know? And, and the key element that ties the two together is really how good are you at getting people to take action? Because until people take action, you haven't really influenced them. You've just given them insight, but they haven't changed anything. They haven't changed their lives, right? And until you get people to take action, there is no profit in your business. You've given them good insight, but they will not pull out their credit card if they're not in action, right? And so when you master that, in the Evolutionary Business Council, we, we call that distinction mobilization. When you master the ability to mobilize your following, and actually use that to generate amazing profit and use the profit to support the influence you're having. The, the force you can have in the world, the change you can create in people's lives, the impact you can have is phenomenal. So I think that's going to be my next book. I'm going to talk about how those three elements play together, you know, and how to understand the nuances of how they operate. I love that. I'm looking forward to that one. That'll be that'll be impactful for everybody, of course. Um, yeah, and I agree. There's a lot of people who have the influence, but they just don't have the money behind them. Or if they have the money behind them, they're not necessarily influencing the way that could be to the highest and best. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so I know we have a valuable free resource that people can uh, can access down below this podcast. What is it that you are offering, Teresa? Uh, if you want to actually practice your influence skills, you can come to our 30-day influence challenge. So if you go to massinfluencethebook.com, we're now actually giving the digital versions of my book away for free to celebrate its seventh year anniversary on the bestseller list. Um, yeah, we've been in and out of the number one spot in small business marketing for over seven years now. So um, to celebrate that, the digital version of the book is complimentary on most of the sites, uh, Kobo, iTunes, or iBooks, uh, Kindle. Kindle keeps trying to push it back up. We have to keep bugging them. So <laughs> depending on uh, uh, when you happen to be, uh, if you're listening to the recording of this, uh, when you happen to be checking, um, you might have to let us know. But we do give the digital version away complimentary. And then you can sign up for our 30-day influence challenge, which is just 30 days of real quick exercises. You can do They're just little mini emails we send you every day where you do this little two minute thing every day and you build your habits of becoming influential by doing the actions that highly influential people tend to do. 
Yeah, that's a phenomenal resource. And it does take four to six weeks for us to change our habits. So 30 days is right spot on uh, for everybody. So I, I would welcome everybody that's listening to go ahead and start that 30 day challenge. If you really feel like you want to be influential, you want to make an impact. If you know that you have something that will benefit the world towards better, go ahead and take the challenge for sure. And start, you know, walk your talk, kids, do it. <laughs> That's what I say. Um, okay, is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't? Anything on your mind that we want to talk about? Uh, I think you covered it all. It's just been a joy to be here, Kathy. Thank you so yeah. much. Absolutely. It's so good to connect. And um, and I'm loving the EBC. Everybody check it out below. Check the links. And, uh, you know, I am just so thrilled that, that you're living your dream in Costa Rica. And hopefully one of these days I will be down and see all the things you you've grown, just flourished. <laughs> Please come on down. We'd love to see you. Absolutely. Take care. And thank you so much for your time and uh, good Wi-Fi and good Blessings to you and happy fall. Everybody check, check out the, the EBC Deep Dive in September. Thanks for having me on, Kathy. Thank you. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to hear more, feel free to subscribe on the platform of your choice. Also, if you feel so inclined, I would truly appreciate a good rating from you to me. Have a stellar day.